This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. You know what that means. That means tomorrow night I will be joined by my fantastic and very talented and funny co-host. Sparkles Lavendar, who is... Who has received positive feedback for calling me names and saying profane things about me and now appears to be doing it far more frequently. (laughs) I have a clip of her calling me a fucking idiot in my YouTube trailer, which everyone found hilarious and now she's she's just calling me a fucking idiot all the time. will be here with me I'm looking forward to some of the shit that I have on the list for tomorrow (laughs) got a couple different Snoop Dogg stories apparently he uh, went to a Wiz Khalifa concert Wiz Khalifa said he could outsmoke Snoop Dogg or something We're going to see who wins that battle tomorrow night. But tonight, tonight, I'm teasing what's going to go on tomorrow night, but we've got got shit to talk about tonight. We're going to start off with some fucked up stories. Going to run down several of the high-profile court cases going on today. Got a couple of guilty verdicts. Also, some new revelations in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Fox News lit up their new Christmas tree just an hour or so ago. We've got a clip of that. Uh, CNN had a clip. I've not watched it yet. It, It should be good, though, comparing their attitude toward the January 6th attack on the Capitol compared with their concern over their Christmas tree getting set on fire. Apparently, the the Christmas tree is the end of democracy. But Fox News viewers attacking the Capitol was... I don't know. I don't know how they react. I'm going to be interested to see the comparison. Hillary Clinton. Hillary fucking Clinton. We're going to watch the entire goddamn thing. You better believe it. She went on the Today Show or one of those shows, one of those type shows in the morning. She read her would-be victory speech from 2016. You damn right we're going to make fun of Hillary Clinton tonight. Plus, we're going to talk about the victory for... Workers at Starbucks talk about why Amazon is terrified of unions. Oh yeah, update. Several people were talking about stimulus checks. Apparently some states do have some money coming to some of their citizens in the next few days. I'm going to run down exactly who might be eligible for what. Oh, oh, oh. Senator Senator Ernst, I want to preview this with a picture. Senator Joni Ernst 
gave a speech today in the Senate. This was one of her visual aids. As she as she railed against the Biden budget plan, the Build Back Better Act. That fucking tree. Apparently some people got pretty fucking upset that people were making fun of the tree. People on Twitter got their feelings hurt about the about people making jokes about the Fox Christmas tree. Really, this, that tree really is like a true patriot that you're not allowed to criticize. That tree served in served in World War II as part of the greatest generation. I, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Apparently, he had a mental illness. The person that perpetrated the arson on the tree. So we we shouldn't glorify it and call him a hero. But like, not all heroes wear capes. Several representatives got into a fight on the House floor today over President Trump. Former President Trump. I hate the way somebody I can't remember what I was what I was watching, some some professor or some shit talked about how like we 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 grant people their titles even after they leave office and that's like something like a no uh, like nobility does. Weird that we we still call people, you know, President Trump after they leave office. Yes, not all heroes have access to mental health care, and it's unfortunate where they might be heading right now. New York penal system. I'm I'm for abolishing titles, but if you'll notice, like I'm kind of proper in the way I refer to people, and that's like from years and years of being a news reporter. So, my apology. Beaten into me when I was news director nine radio stations. Damn right. I mean, like, I think it's bullshit. Especially after somebody leaves office. Let's start off tonight with, I guess, what is the... Oh, oh. I actually saw this as we were doing the countdown here. Representative Thomas Massey is being reminded that he cannot block people on Twitter... Because he's mad that they didn't like his gun-filled Christmas uh, photo. As he seems to have blocked some Twitter users who found the tweet objectionable. Now he's being reminded that he can't do that. This This is one of those Freedom Caucus motherfuckers. Representative Massey. Mike Masnick, the editor of Tech Dirt, pointed out 
that by blocking Twitter users, Massey was violating the First Amendment. 2019, the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit ruled that former President Donald Trump blocking critics on Twitter was unconstitutional after the Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University brought a lawsuit against the administration. After that tweet, Masnick joined many other Twitter users who were blocked by Massey. Now Massey is being reminded that he can't do that. On Tuesday, the Knight First Amendment Institute sent a letter to Massey explaining that he was violating people's rights by hitting the block button. And this is this is one of those anti-cancel culture free speech motherfuckers right here doing something anti-free speech because they are hypocritical as fuck. Sorry, I just wanted to I wanted to point that out before we got into today's news rundown. Jesse Smollett found guilty on five of the seven counts. Jesse Smollett charges include six counts of disorderly conduct for lying to the Chicago Police Department. Here, let's let's listen to the Chicago news hit it's on it. It's difficult enough to get 12 people to agree on toppings for a pizza. In this case, it took all 12 to get on the same page that Jesse Smollett lied to police and lied to them in the courtroom. From nearly the beginning of this case in late January 2019, Jesse Smollett's hospital room photos of alleged attack injuries were... Tones, you make an excellent point. Because they are official accounts. It's not like Twitter has to do anything to identify them. Like, like the account of the president was wiped clean and given to Joe Biden. Like, it wasn't Trump's account. It wasn't his personal account. I don't know if they extend that to public figures that Massey can't block people on his personal account as well. I'm not exactly sure on that one. But especially the public service accounts shouldn't be allowed to block people, period. Very, very good point. We're suspicious to Chicago. I'm not high enough for this shit. In the case. Smollett's story of a noose around his neck seen on this police released video was questioned from the beginning by detectives who said privately at first then publicly that it all just didn't add up. Former assistant U.S. attorney Jeff Kramer just telling the I-team that this disorderly conduct this is, uh, this case, though, all fucking stupid. A special prosecutor. This case never should have gone to a special prosecutor because local prosecutors should have done the job in the first instance. Um, the office didn't, and that's why Dan Webb was brought in. That's not how the system is supposed to work. Um, I mean, this, this has a tortured history going back several years. And if we think about the inception of it, there were no charges brought. Meanwhile, the Chicago Police Department is running around trying to solve a crime that didn't happen. What we saw is that the jury process is a deliberative process. It's a process that works. It's our system, our criminal system, justice system at work. Where you see um, six individual charges and you see one is a not guilty, that just really to me means, and I've seen it time and time again during jury trials, where the jurors really listen to each 
and every witness. They all right, I guess I misspoke. I guess there were six charges. In, and then they really think about it and they discuss it in the back. And tonight, our legal analyst and ex-prosecutor Gil Sofer says the nine hours of deliberation was typical for a case like this. He says there might have been a straggler or two questioning whether to convict, but they were likely in agreement in that jury room from the start. And that is usually because it's the simple explanation that wins cases. In this case, Jussie Smollett, the government, had the simplest explanation of what happened. Smollett made it up. The jury believed it and not the actor. Let's hear from Ben Shapiro. I believe this was earlier today. Might have been when he learned that the jury was deliberating or some shit. Maybe it was yesterday. Here two hours ago from Matt Walsh. This is Ben Shapiro on Juicy Smollett, as it says in the captions. Smollett, jury is out. No, wow, out. wow, wow. Well, Juicy Smollett, jury is out. He did say he did say juicy as of yet. The uh, the prosecution is claiming, of course, that there is zero evidence of the faked attack being real because there is zero evidence of the faked attack being being real. According to Deadline Hollywood, although prosecutors said there was overwhelming evidence that Jesse Smullier staged an assault on himself in late January 2019, there has been no verdict as of yet. After just more than two hours of initial deliberation on the six felony charges Smullier is facing in Chile, Chicago, the six-man, six-woman tribunal jury packed it in for the day around 5 p.m. at local time yesterday. They were allowed to end a little bit earlier because uh, jurors had to attend a concert with, with one of the jurors had to go to a concert with their kid. Smollier could face up to three years behind bars if found guilty. Though it was doubtful as of earlier this week that he would actually serve any time. His insistent testimony in his own defense has made a lack of jail time hard to justify if the jury doesn't come back with an acquittal. After Smollier spent nearly eight often dramatic hours on the stand Monday and Tuesday, attorneys from both sides gave fairly succinct closing arguments this morning. The prosecutor, Daniel Webb, mocked his false testimony. He ripped Smollett for allegedly lying to police and the world about what actually happened in the early... I mean, you've been saying it that way the whole time. Why would you you correct yourself now? Against brothers Abimbola and Ola Binjo Usandero's assertion, the actor paid them $3,500 to beat him up for PR value. Webb was appointed by a federal judge in summer 2019 after political outrage over the homophobic and racial hate crime against Smollett looked more like a self-aggrandizing hoax. Webb said, besides, said besides it against the law, it's just plain wrong to outright denigrate something as serious as a real hate crime and then make sure it involved words and symbols that have historical significance in our country. Meanwhile, the defense tried to claim that the Osendero brothers are... I mock a lot of shit, yes. We're going to mock Hillary Clinton. We're going to mock fucking Senator Joni Ernst. We're going to mock a lot of shit tonight. They know how, dumb it, how to dumb it down so you think they're victims. And uh, he uh, suggested that they were engaged in an African prince scam. And then he cited John Adams. So, yeah, things things really did not go well for Jesse Smollett. In- that is not stopping Black Lives Matter from issuing a statement in, in defense of Jesse Smollett. I'm never going to stop pronouncing or making fun of Jesse Smollett because any amount of scorn and ire that I, that I pour upon him is well-deserved.
from from any direction. He's a, he's a terrible person who did a terrible thing. And what? But before I even get to the Black Lives Matter statement, I just want to remind you how legit. Well, I mean, like I'm never going to so use a hasty generalization. I, 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 like I, I, everything needs to be torn to down and mocked. Say anything on this? And within about 24 hours, it was perfectly obvious this was a hoax. I might be a little too wonky for you. From immediately jumping to the conclusion that not only had this happened the way that Juicy said, but also that it was emblematic of how evil and racist America is. So just here's a here's a quick flashback. Joe Biden tweeted out this tweet is still up, by the way, quote, how are you bringing Joe Biden into this shit? Oh, well, I guess Joe Biden spoke on the issue. Never mind. The man that we no longer give this hate safe harbor and homophobia and racism. I have no place on our streets. Well, I mean, that was at the time that, you know, you, you believe a victim that was, that was before the cops. And the cops did some fishy business yeah. with it. Good job, Joe Biden. Really, really good job. By the way, it, the entire media treated this tale as legitimate and gave Juicy some front page coverage. Here, for example, was Juicy back in 2019 talking to Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. There is no doubt in your mind... What motivated this whole thing? Just I can only go off of their words. I mean, it's all embarrassing. Says Empire, this MAGA country. I wish Ben Shapiro could feel embarrassment. I wish Juicy Smollett could feel embarrassment. I I feel like I can spot the culprit. How in the fuck? How in the fuck? If, if you are truly guilty, how do you not take a plea deal? How do you get on the stand and make a fucking fool of yourself? What was I thinking when I attacked me? That moment when I, when I put that's, a that's some, and then pretended to think. What was I thinking? That's some delusion right there. Yeah, man. Uh, so BLM has put out a statement now. A garbage organization filled with garbage people. The Black Lives Matter organization. Juicy. That could be said about the Daily Wire, a garbage organization filled with garbage people. I have some personal experience with Melina Abdullah because when I spoke at Cal State. high enough for this shit. Back in like 2014, 2015, I believe, 2015 maybe. Melina Abdullah was one of the people who helped gin up a near riot by claiming to her students that I was a member of the KKK, which was not true, as it turns out. They wear different kinds of hats. I wear the like the round hat that Jews wear. And the members of the KKK wear the the other kinds of white hoods and try to kill people who wear these ones. So she she missed by she she was close, but she missed by like all of the things. So here is her statement: "Quote, as abolitionists, we approach situations of injustice with love and align ourselves with our community because we." I tried to stick with neutral news so, organizations like we that. Everybody in our community. It's not unless like, you know, like I'm telling you, I'm reading from the blaze so that we're getting their it's perspective. We treat our community. What systems are working to devalue their lives in an able. True. I can't believe we're only five minutes into this. I figured we were going to be close to the end of the clip. <laughs> I can't. We're only five minutes into a 10 minute clip. Jesus. It, it takes a hell of a lot of time to discern exactly what's going on. And hey, if you're new to my channel, like I, please, if I am ever wrong about something, correct me. And the chat will tell you, like, I'm, I'm receptive to it. And if I, if I, if I don't know something, I'm going to tell you I don't know. Especially like the, the topic of nuclear power came up. I don't know where I stand on it. 
I need somebody to tell me about waste disposal. I can be swayed on nuclear. I can be swayed. I can be swayed on a number of issues. The, <laughs> I had somebody come in here the other day who was very pro Second Amendment. They seem pretty, pretty leftist, center left on everything else, but was very hardcore Second Amendment. They were, they were young, so they were asking me what I thought about guns, and like, oh, we're not anti-gun around here. But then I started like throwing some gun statistics around. So like they called in, they argued with me about guns, and they're telling me like, "Oh, we need guns for tyranny." And I'm like, "Well, Jeff Bezos is just right down the road. Go fucking take your guns and get rid of the tyranny." I can name off, you know, 700 fucking billionaires that live in the country. Go take your guns and fucking get rid of the tyranny. Oh, you're not going to do that? Oh, I thought that's what your fucking guns were for. Let me let me tell you about Stephen Donzinger, who's been wrongfully in prison. Let me tell you about the Louisville Metro Police Department that was raping kids, and the whole goddamn department covered it up. You want to tell me about how your Second Amendment is to protect against tyranny? Then I'm going to point it out to you and tell you, go take your goddamn gun and do something about it. God bless you. Welcome to America. I just like right now what they're doing with nuclear waste is just shoving it in holes in the earth and like that shit causes cancer. And if we ramp up nuclear energy at the level that's needed to compensate for fossil fuels, we're going to have a hell of a lot more waste to deal with, and we're going to have to do something with it. You guys want to move on from Ben Shapiro? We're going to talk about the other big guilty verdict today in the courtroom. Now, let's, let's, let, let's hear Benny out. As it turns out, they wear different kinds of hats. I wear, I wear the, like, the round hat that Jews wear, and the yeah, we're we're just we're just past Hanukkah now, so kinds of white hoods. I don't want to cut the Jew off. These ones. So is it the last day of Hanukkah, or is the last day of Hanukkah like a day or two ago? All of the things. So here is her statement: "Quote, as abolitionists, we approach situations of injustice with love and align ourselves with our community because we got us, man." So let's be clear: we love everybody in our community. It's not about a trial or a verdict decided in a white supremacist shroud. It's about how we treat our community when corrupt systems are working to devalue their lives. In an abolitionist society, this trial would not be taking place. Our communities would not have to fight and suffer to prove our worth. Instead, we find ourselves once again being forced to put our lives and our values. I don't know. They probably should have just took the loss on this one and not issued a statement. While continuing to face a corrupt and violent police department, which has proven time and again to have no respect for our lives. So at this point, you might be asking yourself, what the hell is she talking about right now? And she's talking about a white supremacist system. Uh, Jussie Smulier hired two black guys from Nigeria to beat him up. I mean, the justice system itself. And himself. And then he refused to turn over his phone. And that was probably at, probably after he sent himself, probably. Pretty fucking uneven. Hate message. And disproportionately falls on people of color. So, I'm where where do the white people come into the story, exactly? I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. Apparently... Just the fact that this is taking place in a court 
is bad enough for the BLM folks. You, you, the, the but I mean, he's also he's just pointing out like one chapter from fucking L.A. Abolition. We can never believe police ever. You don't ever believe police. Police lie when police have no reason to lie. Even in this case, even in this case where it appears that Justice Schmorley is uh, fucking guilty of indeed staging this hate crime. The fucking FBI said the Chicago police was pulling something funky on him. And was lying about him because they lie when they have no reason to lie, Ben. And a lot of times they do have a reason to lie because they're doing some underhanded shit as well. Just pointing that out. Courageously present, visible, and vocal in the struggle for black freedom. It's true, he was visible and present and vocal in the struggle for black freedom against himself. I did watch Making a Murderer. While policing at large is an irredeemable institution. Free that motherfucker. I I think, maybe. (laughs) And brutality. From the murders of Fred Hampton and Mark Clark, to the Burge tortures, to the murder of Laquan McDonald and subsequent cover-up, to the hundreds of others killed by Chicago PD over the years, and the thousands who survived abuse, Chicago police... And that's, that's just another example of how, like, the fucking... It's not that the system is inherently racist or is racist on overtly racist on purpose. Is that the system will fuck anybody over, and it's a hell of a lot easier to fuck poor people over. And unfortunately, because of our racist past in this country, people of color tend to be poorer and get disproportionately. Affected by our justice and legal system. I've also like read a counter about like the shit that making a murderer left out, but then I watched the second part and I'm like, well, shit. Stephen Avery, that's the dude. That free Stephen Avery, I think. Weed. I'm glad you brought up some weed. I still, we've still got minutes of this left. I can't believe it's gone. So I don't even. Okay, Hillary Clinton is like a seven-minute clip that we're gonna watch here towards the end of the show and mock. I think that will go by faster than what this Ben Shapiro clip has gone by. Consistently demonstrate they are among the worst of the worst. Police lie, and Chicago police lie, especially. Black Lives Matter will continue to work toward the abolition of police true. and every unjust system. We'll continue to love and protect one another and wrap Juicy our Juicy Small A can be guilty and Chicago police can lie. Those two statements can be simultaneously true, and they are. Man, can you believe that people marched in solidarity with this Black Lives Matter organization by, like, the millions, like 21 million people involved in those marches? And their take on the Juicy Small A trial is that Jesse Smollett is a wronged innocent black man and the Chicago PD is targeting him. Solid stuff there from BLM. Meanwhile, Don Lemon of CNN is now facing ethical questions because he tipped off Jesse Smollett, apparently. According to Newsweek, CNN anchor Don Lemon is now facing ethical questions after it was... Yeah, this is just one specific person that works for a chapter of BLM that he's quoting. 
and then painting the whole organization that way. After standing trial amid accusations, he orchestrated his own alleged attack. During court testimony earlier this week, Smollett alleged that Lemon had sent him a message informing him that the Chicago PD did not believe his account of what had happened on the night in question. The claim sparked an outcry among prominent conservative pundits, a number of whom called on CNN to fire Lemon. He has been extra smarmy in this clip. That is correct. It wouldn't indicate illegal activity, but there could be other questions. So there are other questions with regard to CNN. So, for for instance, does Lemon have a contract with CNN that prohibits him from sharing information about a developing story with the subject (laughs) of the investigation? Was Lemon trying to help Smollett? I'm sorry. Well, I do a news rundown. Usually, usually we watch these clips at the end of the show, but like we just happen to start off tonight with, you know, the big stories seem to be the guilty verdicts in the Smollett trial and the Josh Duggar trial. Josh Duggar found guilty in child porn trial. Oh, shit, we have video of him being booked into jail after being found guilty. Here we go. Hell yeah. It's always a pleasure to watch. This motherfucker, like, he was molesting his sisters. He was from, like, a really Christian family. They had a reality show at one point in time. Didn't they have, like, a bunch of fucking kids or something? 16 kids and 8 kids or 9 kids and definitely giddy at the behavior when it's a high profile black man are we taking bets about how long Mr. Duggar survives in a jail cell they don't like his kind around there I can't, I can't believe that they would even let him out on bond. This is his new mug shot. Fox 24 obtained footage of Duggar being booked at the Washington County Sheriff's Office where he'll be in custody until sentence. Duggar was just found guilty on both counts by a jury in his child pornography trial. The 19 kids and counting star was charged with one count each of receiving and possessing child pornography. Prosecutors claim some of those images included minors below the age of 12. Duggar's legal team of Justin Gelfand, Ian Murphy and Travis Story tell us we appreciate the jury's lengthy deliberations. We respect the jury's verdict and we attend to we intend to appeal. Duggar was taken into federal custody. The sentencing date has not yet been set. A uh, November 19th, the feds raided his office at the car dealership where Duggar worked in Arkansas. DHS agents seized his computer plus his iPhone and a MacBook from inside an RV. The two-week-long trial included testimony from digital forensic analysts, 
along with other witnesses. One family friend claimed the former reality star confessed to molesting children in a tearful testimony on the witness stand. So this is a picture of the psychotic-looking family. I feel sorry for all these children. And honestly, like... They were born into, like, I, I'm sure it was, like, some fucking religious cult fucking nut job fanatics. It's just a cycle of abuse. Feel sorry for all of them. Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Live updates from day nine from the New York Post. Yeah, apparently there was a foot thing going on with her and Epstein. The trial was suddenly adjourned until tomorrow. Judge Nathan adjourned the trial for the rest of Thursday at about 10.30 a.m. because an attorney in the case is ill and needs care. Nathan's order came after prosecutors and the defense met for an extended discussion in the robing room that was requested by the prosecution. The sick attorney was not identified. We have no reason to believe it is COVID-related, Nathan said before letting the jury go for the day. They were at a cabin, one of like the the Queen's prize, the Queen of England's prized properties. I was hoping we would get a picture in here. Here is the feet photos. Some of you fucks are into that shit. You live in sexual anarchy. I don't get feet fetish, but I'm not going to king shame anybody. You like feet? Suck on some fucking toes. I don't care. Do what makes you happy as long as it's consensual. That's the same fucking video. Trying to find some of the juicy details here. There's not much that we don't already know. Fucking the New York Post really into those fever. I'm more interested in the photo with them with the fucking... At the, at the queen's property as opposed to these goddamn feet photos. Hey, hey, we're the New York Post. We're going to show you feet and tip photos 
over and over and over again. Let's let's not look at like their connections to the rich and powerful people in the world. This trial has been a farce from what I can tell. It's strictly focused on the abuse charges when it should be about the financial connections. Oh, that's kind of ironic. I say financial connections and then I pull up a picture of Trump. That's sure that was just a coin. The New York Attorney General has subpoenaed CNN. The New York Attorney General wants to de- Shut up. I'm going to do it. New York Attorney General subpoenaed to former President Donald Trump for his testimony as part of a civil fraud investigation into the Trump Organization. This is according to people familiar with the matter. Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, has set a deadline for the deposition by January the 7th. Odd timing. And that's coming from Trump's lawyer, Ronald Fischetti. Fischetti said he will be filing a motion to quash the subpoena. The Attorney General's office is investigating. I didn't even know you could fucking do. You could just fucking you quash a, a subpoena. Fucking, it must be nice being a rich person with power and access. The Attorney General's office is investigating whether the Trump Organization manipulated the value of its properties. It did, including golf courses, hotels, and condo buildings. They are working with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office on a parallel criminal investigation into the Trump Organization. The two investigations are separate, but some attorneys from James's office have been designated to work on the criminal investigation, which is ongoing. Must be a shitty day to be Donald Trump because he also lost in the appeals court. They have denied Trump's effort to block White House records from the January 6th investigators. The federal appeals court panel has thrown out former President Donald Trump's effort to stop congressional January 6th investigators from obtaining his White House records, delivering a forceful rejection of Trump's effort to stymie the investigation of the attack on the Capitol. The unanimous 68-page opinion from the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia describes the urgent national interest in an investigation of an attack that threatened the peaceful transfer of power from Trump to President Joe Biden directly connects the chaos of that day to Trump's own statements, calling for a wild protest in Washington while urging supporters to march on the Capitol and to fight. January 6th committee has demonstrated a sound, factual predicate for requesting these presidential documents specifically. This is according to Judge Patricia Millett, who wrote for the three-member panel. There's a direct linkage between the foreign president and the events of that day. Duh. The duh was my words, not the judges. End quote for the judge before the duh. Trump has indicated he intends to appeal the ruling to the Supreme Court. The appeals panel gave him two weeks. Oddly enough, that's going to put it right before he needs to give that deposition to the New York Attorney General. Oh. 
Kind of seems like the walls are closing in on Trump. The motherfucker has been able to get out of every situation unscathed thus far, though, so fucking I'll believe it when I see it. The decision is another resounding victory for lawmakers probing the attack, even if it's not a final one. Now, today on the House floor, they debated a democracy bill that would cap executive power and expand disclosure. We're reading from Roll Call here. Seeking to avoid a repeat of scandal-plagued Trump presidency, House Democrats approved a bill almost entirely along party lines on Thursday that would put new limits on executive branch power and subject presidential candidates to more disclosure. Which sounds fantastic. Now, my congressman posted on Facebook today that this was an attack on democracy. Another one of the Democrats' Democrats' radical plans, he said. Though many of the bill's provisions would now apply to President Joe Biden, a Democrat, every Republican but one in the House opposed it, with some urging their opponents to give up their obsession with former President Donald Trump. This comes, what, a day or two after we heard Matt Gates literally say he wanted to make Trump the Speaker of the House. The measure, dubbed the Protecting Our Democracy Act, would require presidents, vice presidents, and anyone running for uh, for those offices from a major political party to disclose their tax returns. That's something Trump never did, flouting a long-standing tradition. And it also would toughen the fines for executive branch officials who violate the Hatch Act, which prohibits nearly all such employees from engaging in campaign activities in their official capacity. Violations of the Hatch Act are not uncommon, and members of the Trump administration, notably Counselor to the President Kellyanne Conway, were found to have violated the law repeatedly. Former Democratic Representative Marsha L. Fudge, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, has also been deemed to have violated it. This is Representative Comer and Representative Schiff. Debating that bill on the House floor today. Gentlemen, I rise in support of Representative Ocasio-Cortez's amendment. The GAO's expertise and technical capacity are critical to Congress's oversight. This amendment by my colleague gives GAO access to important information in the IC's possession that is necessary for the conduct of GAO's uh, responsibilities, while also ensuring the protection of sensitive sources and methods. It strikes the right balance between security, transparency, and needed oversight. It also imposes confidentiality restrictions, clarifies the GAO officers and employees like their IC colleagues are subject to penalties for unauthorized disclosure, and requires the Controller General to consult with the Director of National Intelligence to establish protections against such unauthorized disclosures. In sum, the amendment will enhance Congressional... So this is Democratic Rep... Adam Schiff. For national security. I want to thank my colleague for offering it, and I. Why are Democrats so goddamn boring? Let's hear the Republican response. New York continues to reserve. I reserve. Yes. Gentleman from Kentucky is recognized. Mr. Speaker, every time the uh, chairman 
Schiff rises to speak on a bill about intelligence and security and holding the president accountable, I get excited hoping that we're going to hear about that evidence of collusion and all the other investigations that were conducted in this House over the past year. I'll yield back, absolutely. Will the gentleman yield? Will the gentleman yield? Yes. Yield. Well, let me ask the gentleman, are you aware, just by well of illustration, that the president's campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, secretly met with an agent of Russian intelligence and provided Russian intelligence with internal campaign polling data as well as strategic insights about their strategy in key battleground states. Are you aware of that? I think everyone's aware of every bit of information that you all have tried to peddle over well, the past let, let four me years. Tried to peddle. While the Trump campaign chairman was providing internal polling data. Manafort is just a, a fucking despicable human being anyway. ...a clandestine social media campaign to elect Donald Trump. Are you aware of that? I think we see every day. Facebook just announced that uh, Russia was uh, trying to do a, a Facebook campaign in Ukraine, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, Apparently, sidebar, if you have an Android phone, up to one million of you could be exposed by Russian hackers. Mr. Schiff, and would, would, would you, you like me to yield go on? To a question would you like, for would me? you like me to go on? What would you yield to a question? Well, I'm asking you. Would you like me to? You asked me to present you yeah. with some of the information. I, no, I about, think it's great. I, are you aware of uh, would, President would you like Biden's me to son Hunter's art dealings? Would, would are the you like aware to, of? Oh, he pulled the Hunter Biden card. With, oh shit! Congo with the uh, cold. He pulled the Hunter. He thought he had the Trump card. Just bam. Oh, you wear a Hunter Biden. Cobalt mine. Well, it, it, Are you, know, you to aware get to, of the dealings to to in the, Ukraine? To get to the gentleman's question, I am aware of President Trump's son meeting secretly in Trump Tower in New York with a Russian delegation with the purpose... This of, country is indeed fucked. ...which the Russian delegation represented was part of the Russian government's effort to help elect Donald Trump in 2016. And I'm aware that Donald... Oh, we can go back way before Terry Chavo. ...that Russian offer of dirt on Donald Trump's opponent, that he would love it, suggested the best timing would be in late summer. Uh, and Fucking Eisenhower knew Trump something Tower. was up. Uh, and when asked about that secret meeting, both the president and his son lied about it. Are you aware about those facts? I don't think he can help it. I don't think Schiff can help it. I think it's like a medical thing. I'm curious if you would like to take a wager on which president's child, which president's son, at the end of the day, once we have the gavel, will have... Don't worry. No, it's okay. You didn't know. So so I'm I'm happy to continue to outline... The contacts between the Trump campaign and Russia, their solicitation of Russian help in the election, uh, the former president's effort to coerce Ukraine into helping him cheat in the election. I would happy to go uh, chapter and verse if you would like me to use your time that way. You got no cute little devils. Of this amendment is to allow the uh, general account. Adam Schiff is not the worst politician. Congress overseas. Like we, we watch a lot of fucking. If you're more interested, of this shit on the show the has reclaimed his time. They've spent a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of tax dollars on trying to pay. Oh, he's he's terribly boring. Previous administration. This bill. The eyes are actually very very animating for him. Probably the best thing he's got going on. 
has made. Oh, f- oh my god! Oh my god! I hate playing clips of Schumer, but you know those are like he's the he's the leader of the Senate Democrats. So a lot of times, like he's the he's the clip I have for the day, and it is so goddamn boring. And I gotta make fun of him. I gotta call him Chucky Boy. I gotta talk about like the tie he's wearing. <laughs> I gotta say I'm not high enough for this shit. This is interesting, you know. These two going back and forth was fun. And I'm sure when we get to Joni Ernst and her little Christmas speech, that's gonna be fun. And you know what else is fun? Let's piss on Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole uh, lied in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. I do not like... I do not endorse dunking on people on Twitter. I don't think... Like, it's... Like, I don't... We live in the worst timeline. We live in the worst timeline. Other than the fact that Bob Dole's dead. Bob Dole being dead makes it makes it better. I don't even know why I hate Bob Dole. So as I said, like, you know, I can't point to anyone that he was in the Senate through a lot of horrible shit. Died Sunday at the age of ninety eight. Because, like, when Bob Dole ran for president, I was 12, 13, something like that. (laughs) Bob Dole, Bob Dole. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Don't blame me. I voted for CODOS. But fuck Bob Dole. Motherfucker was a World War II vet. Not many of those left either. Just days removed from the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I can't point to anything specific that Bob Dole was involved in. That I want to piss on his grave for. But he was just a Republican. Through a really shit like... He oversaw the Republicans becoming bullshit. Apparently he told Mike Pence he was crazy. And that he couldn't overturn the election. So good on Bob Dole for that. But piss on you sir. Piss on you. That's the kind of that's the kind of show I run here. The Senate passed a bill to override Joe Biden on vaccine Thank mandates, you, Mr. President. Mr. President, this is Senator Chris Murphy mocking the GOP for their stance on vaccine mandates earlier today on the Senate. It's not often that you get the business roundtable. Which is an organization. The Senate floor where I would piss on Bob Dole. Companies in the world, the largest labor unions in the country, and the American public all on the same page on a policy. 
But that's what's happening with respect to the president's. What's even real, man? What's even real? Either test their employees. Anything even real. Or get vaccinated in order to spread, stop the spread of this insidious disease. You got the gorp in your head. Popular proposal. And it's popular for a simple reason. People are exhausted with having their lives fundamentally changed, turned upside down by a pandemic that we have the power. I honestly think that they will look back on us and be like, you could have saved X amount of lives had you done this, 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 and this, and you have been stupid. You handled this in the worst way possible. They will study this and laugh because they've got all the fucking data. You know, think about think about what a class of medical students are going to be able to look back on a hundred years from now. We're not all fucking dead from climate change and runaway greenhouse gases and shit. They'll look back and study this time period and be like, "God damn, you could have saved so many lives." And they've got, they're going to have all this video of people just fucking mocking vaccines and masks. The data on masks and vaccines couldn't be any clearer, but you still have people saying they don't work. You know, it's one thing to have concerns about if you have a medical condition how you will react to the vaccine. It's another thing to be like, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't protect you from COVID or saying some bullshit about how, like, the pandemic's not even real. That's stupid. Gotta be careful how I say this. I'm like, not on YouTube right now for this very reason. Sorry, Senator Murphy. Senator Murphy, go back for it. Or to stop. We have the power to stop it because of researchers and scientists who discovered a vaccine that is wildly more effective than the vaccines that have been invented to attack other diseases. 90% effective, if not more, against COVID. If everybody got vaccinated in this country, we could all take off our masks. If everybody was vaccinated in this country, we wouldn't have to be passing emergency relief bills to keep the economy afloat. If everybody got vaccinated, we could open back up all of our restaurants. Where are these emergency That's relief bills? Want. That's why this policy is so popular. And don't tell people that you take all the masks and get vaccinated because they can still spread it. Not probably still be wearing masks. They're just arguing over the constitutional powers of the presidency. But come on. Come on. We understand we, the power of our work. Can we just take preventative measures and get it the fuck over with? Get as many people vaccinated as possible. Everybody wear a mask. It'll be over. You just like because it's just it's just a fucking virus. It just you kill it off. No, it's never gonna be over. Now it's never gonna be over. Now looking back on like last year. Am I meaning last year? God, it's been, this fucking pandemic's been going on for two years now. Looking back like April of 2020, like we could have contained it and we not had to live with this shit. But no, no. We're stupid. Speaking of Trump, I hope he didn't take his booster.
That way that we are still on. Trump dies of COVID watch. I thought I wasn't going to get any more use out of that graphic after, after, after last October. But I pulled it back out. I pulled it back out. You saw it. Sorry. Sorry, Murphy. Go on. Go on. Republicans know I'm going to pack a bowl. I'm not high enough for this shit. attack the vaccine mandate day after day after day. They know they are giving fuel to the fire of the anti-vaccine campaign. They don't care. They know that they have become an extension of those that are trying to convince Americans that the vaccine has a microchip in it, that the vaccine kills you. It's easy to motivate those stupid motherfuckers. Strains credibility. And therefore, it's easier to be a legislature. That there's no connection between the anti-vaccination. A legislator. And those that are every single day on the floor of the Senate. They don't actually have to legislate. Dangerous it is. Just appeal to to the fucking dumb motherfuckers. They can animate easily. I'm sorry. I'm talking over you, Senator Murphy. People in this country who think that the vaccine is some conspiracy to hurt people, well, this movement to try to end the vaccine campaign by the president, it's wind underneath their wings. But let's talk about what this policy really is, because it's actually not a mandate for vaccinations. It's a testing mandate, right? That's what it is. What it says is that everybody in these big employers has to get tested once a week, and if you don't want to get tested, then your employees can get vaccinated. Let's be clear. This is a testing requirement, not a vaccination requirement. Yeah, that's the thing I didn't understand. It's totally consistent with the history of OSHA. In fact, OSHA is in the business of mandating testing. OSHA mandates blood testing for industries with high exposures to lead. OSHA mandates hearing tests for industries with high noise level exposure. OSHA mandates testing for exposure to silica in industries that are working in and around silica. OSHA requires testing all the time. So that's what they're doing here. Yes, on a bigger scale. And yes, also with an ability to avoid the testing if you get vaccinated, but that's what this requirement is really all about. And it's working. It's working. The number's going from 50 to 96. Yeah, it seemed perfectly reasonable to me. A company like Tyson Foods after the well, vaccine what do I know? requirement. But lastly, Mr. President, let me say this. This general lack of seriousness from our Republican colleagues about a plague that has killed 700,000 Americans, it's just stunning to me. It's just stunning. Undercount. These aren't bee stings. These aren't knee scrapes. This is a deadly pandemic that has ended the life of 700,000 of our I wouldn't be surprised if it was double that. Brothers prematurely. Hundreds of thousands of Americans who should be sitting at the Christmas table, who should be at Hanukkah celebrations with their families this month, and they are gone. Put on your yarmulke. But apparently, the inconvenience of a weekly test is so odious, is so revolting, that it's worth another 700,000 people dying. Because that's what we're talking about, a weekly test. The OSHA rule does not mandate the vaccine. It's a way out of the weekly test. And cases are ticking up all across the country. It is a little swab swirled around your nostril five or six times for 30 seconds. 
That's the requirement. That's the call. Apparently, it, 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 it diggles a little. I have not had one. ...railing against for a month. Estimates suggest that that requirement can save thousands... I'm, I'm a hermit. <laughs> but apparently, the cost of a nose tickle is too great a cost to pay to save... He said it was a nose that barely is more than a tickle. Of America's I was being facetious when I said tickle. I urge my colleagues to oppose... This effort, yeah, yield the floor. I think I think he he meant it when he said tickle. This is White House Press Secretary Jen Soggy. Let's 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 hear if we if she has a Saki bomb in reply to the Senate slapping down the Biden vaccine mandate. I do not even mention pickles around me. Oh my god, I might do it for a buckle. A nickel seems a little too It seems to be a little 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 too uh, maybe I'm too hot now. Don't come at me with your pickle. Why is everybody got to do the pickle thing? I I am repulsed by pickles. Love cucumbers. Cucumbers are amazing. I don't know how you people do that pickled shit. Come on, chicken sandwiches. I love chicken sandwiches. Why you gotta put pickles on your goddamn chicken sandwiches? People have pickles as a stoner food. What? My stoner food is like Nutella on a fucking graham cracker. What's wrong with you people? Yes, yes, it makes me... And I've, I've talked to my buddy about this. Like, it's... it's. You know what? Ain't nobody can afford to be type 2 in this economy. I might have to, like... I'm either going to have to start eating better or I'm going to have to work out one or the other. Maybe not both. We're going to have to do one or the other. And I don't think I'm... I'm I don't think I have the stomach for either. I fucking love food. What do I spend money on? I made beef Wellington for Thanksgiving for for me and Sparkles. Oh, Sparkles is my co-host on the comedy show we do on Friday nights. Definitely stop by for that tomorrow night. You will enjoy her. Oh, and ask her what the update is on her because, like, I did Thanksgiving this year. Now I don't have to worry about anything for for the rest of the year. I did the I did the dinner, pulled it off, bam! Didn't look good. Didn't look good. My 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 beef Wellington didn't look good, but it tasted amazing. I nailed the taste. So I'm I'm pressure off of me. I think Sparkles is now feeling the pressure because because Christmas is all about her. She wanted to go with a goose. Apparently, goose is really expensive. To get one delivered. I forgot what she... Duck. I think she said you want to do duck. And I think, oh, yeah, I can do a duck. Let's do some duck. I think we're doing duck for Christmas this year. We might even broadcast it. I don't know.
We are. Do- By the way, we are doing the Christmas Eve is on a Friday night. We are doing a freak show on that Christmas Eve. Please join us for that. We're doing Christmas Eve karaoke. So she and I will be singing Christmas songs on the street. I'm a horrible singer. I don't know how. I don't know if she's a good singer or not. We'll see how this goes. I definitely have you a present, Professor QAnon. I have a I got like bags under my eyes or something. I don't know why. I took like a three hour nap this afternoon. Oh, please, please give it to me. Yes, join us, join us for Christmas karaoke on Christmas Eve for the Friday Night Freak Show. That is, that is going to be a blast. Yeah, the White House has egg on its face because the fucking Republicans passed a bill with the aid of two Democrats. So, that's a big fuck you. Republican bill um, uh, yesterday to overturn uh, President Biden's vaccine mandate for private employers. Um, are you concerned, that given sort of the Democratic support that that um, a bill actually was able to get, are you concerned that it perhaps uh, will actually uh, be able to, you know, interest some centrist House Democrats to maybe join in and, you know, and, and, and secure a vote on that? I understand the White House has said that, you know, you will. This girl's cool. Well, I think it's important for people to know out there and to understand is the reason why the president proposed uh, these requirements, which include not just a vaccine requirement. I do not. I do not remember singing rock band with my brother. People feel is quite reasonable in order to keep workplaces safe, keep schools safe, keep uh, stores safe where people are out there Christmas shopping and holiday shopping safe. Uh, we also know that steps that economists support. It's steps that 60% of businesses have already put in place. So again, we're hopeful that this doesn't come to the president's desk. Uh, I can't make a prediction of that. I'd, I'd leave that to the vote counters or the whip counters uh, in, in the House. But if it comes to his desk, he will veto it. Well, there you have it. They're wasting time on the bill anyway. Because they definitely don't have the support to override the veto. Need two thirds of the House or the two thirds of the Senate to do that. Oh, I bet I suck something on on as an evanescence or some shit. I can't imagine I'd ever pick evanescence because I would. I I know I would suck really bad. Wake me up inside, motherfuckers. U.S. Senate passes and sends Biden a bill paving the way for a debt limit hike. U.S. Senate on Thursday passed and sent to President Joe Biden the first of two bills needed to raise the federal government's $28.9 trillion debt limit and avert an unprecedented default. The Senate voted 59-35 to 35 for the measure with 10 Republicans, including old Mitch McConnell backing the bill, which allows an upcoming vote on raising the debt ceiling to pass the chamber with a simple majority. McConnell said earlier this week that he believed the procedure was in the best interest of the country because it avoids default. 
The Democratic-led House of Representatives approved the legislation on Wednesday night by a 222 to 212 vote with only one Republican backing it. Oh, I did well? Jesus. So you telling me there's a chance I might do well on Christmas karaoke when we do Christmas karaoke on Christmas Eve? Speaking of Christmas, some of you might be getting a Christmas present. Several of you asked about stimulus checks last night. Apparently, uh, as the Sun is reporting, Jolly Holidays, a surprise stimulus check Payments of $1,000 being sent out to five states before Christmas. Maybe that might have been. I bet you'd be the one stimulating me. God, this is getting, this is getting a little, uh, I was in (laughs) shock. It doesn't mean I can sing. That doesn't mean I can't sing. I can't sing worth a shit. Wow, you just got your 2019 tax refund? That's fucked up. Did that also knock you out of getting all your stimulus checks? Because you were behind on your tax refund? That's fucked up. Out-of-work residents in Arizona are able to take advantage of the state's back-to-work program. Those who go back-to-work part-time are eligible for $1,000. Those returning to full-time work could get $2,000. California, they implemented the Golden State Stimulus to residents who were required to have filed their 2020 taxes by October 15th. About half of the 9 million residents received their checks as of October 31st, and the remaining checks are being sent by mail. A salary of $30,000 to $75,000 per year qualified California residents to receive $600 and $1,100 for those with children under the age of 18. Oh, shit. So it actually was like, so they, so everything else was okay. You just didn't cash the check because it was so little. I always do direct deposits, so I never have that issue. In Connecticut... Governor Ned Lamont announced the back-to-work program for $1,000 in stimulus checks starting on May 30th, which will continue until December 31st. The requirements are more involved than in other states with specifics on when residents filed for unemployment and how long they were on unemployment. In Florida, teachers and principals will receive $1,000 in stimulus. We should have done that nationwide. All frontline workers. We should have gave a big boost. Georgia teachers and principals will receive $1,000 in stimulus. Those living in Idaho could be eligible for a one-time income tax rebate. More than half a million residents received cash. The average check was $248. Yes, keep working checks. Should just gave everybody like I'm for universal programs. There shouldn't be any kind of means testing on programs, and just giving poor people money is always a good thing. If everybody under a thousand dollars or making everybody making under a hundred grand a year, give them a thousand dollars a month. Boom, problem solved. Fifteen hundred dollars a month. 
Make sure that rent's covered. Just saying. Residents in Maryland received their statewide stimulus check in August. Only if the individual filed their earned income tax credit, individuals received $300, while those with children received $500. Michigan teachers are eligible for $500 in hazard pay bonuses. In New Hampshire, a $1,086 check is available to families of three without an income. A lot of people like come to me and they'll be like, oh, well, what about I work the whole time? I don't know. I get money. Well, isn't that something you should take up with your employer? This is a capitalist system. You're working. You have an employer. Shouldn't they be grateful for your employment? If not, why don't you form a union and ask for more money? Just saying. Or we can just do a universal program. What's the big deal? New Mexico, for those who weren't eligible for New Mexico relief benefits in August, applications opened on October 12th to provide another round of economic relief. The previous payment low-income households received in August was in the amount of $750. Students in Ohio may be able to get the support uh, in the shape of grant money. Apparently, they're handing out about $46 million in grants in Ohio. A total of $13 million has been allocated in federal funding in Oklahoma, to pay student teachers. In Tennessee, officials passed legislation earlier in 2021 to pay a $1,000 bonus for full-time public school employees and a $500 uh, bonus for part-time public school employees. The relief is meant to aid individuals who suffer a one-time fucking payment for school employees. Shouldn't your employer be happy you kept working? Shouldn't your employer be happy? In Vermont, meanwhile, although they're not issuing direct payments, the state is offering to cover moving expenses up to $7,500 for people relocating to the state. The caveat is the individual must be relocating due to unemployment in hospitality and construction. Elsewhere in the U.S., Georgia officials sent out uh, in March 2021 to teachers. That makes no fucking sense. We, we read the thing about the teachers in Georgia. The rundown of stimulus checks, meanwhile... Senator Joni Ernst, a Republican on the Senate floor, was talking about how you're going to get coal from Joe Biden this Christmas. Apparently she made many pop culture references that could be humorous for us to uh, mock here on the show. Before the prancing and pawing of each little hoof of Santa's eight tiny reindeer will be heard on the roof. There's a joyful sound that denotes the coming of the Yuletide season in just a few. Apparently it's Mariah Carey. Recognizable notes. Of course, I am talking about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. While it's become a holiday classic, 
The song is taking on a whole new meaning this season. If, like Mariah, you don't want a lot for Christmas and don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas I don't, I don't want, I don't want. Okay, okay, Joni, 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 Joni. I'm sorry, Senator Ernst, I will be respectful, especially to a woman serving in the Senate. Senator Ernst, unless you are unfamiliar with Mariah Carey, there's no way that you can get up on the Senate floor and say that she's not concerned with material things. Pretty sure she has proven that she is very much concerned with the material things in life. I think she was lying in the song. Did Mariah Carey write this song? Or did somebody else write this for her? That's because Bidenomics is causing everything to be backordered, delayed, unavailable, or just plain unaffordable. Even Christmas trees are in short supply. So don't be surprised if your only option to deck the halls this year looks like Charlie Brown's sad little twig of a fur. It was indeed Mariah Carey. Whether shopping at a store or online, we are all experiencing it. With the cost of gifts up 20%. No, 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 no. Madonna's a material girl. Prices surging to the highest level in over... No, like fucking... You were paying... Don't make me argue about Mariah. I hooked up with a dude over the summer, and I had a whole thing. His favorite artist was Mariah Carey, and like we had this whole argument. And I don't know why. I don't know why, because I gave her her props. I'm like, all right, you know, like the, you know, that one summer you couldn't go anywhere without hearing like, uh, was it like always, always be my baby or whatever the fuck. And there's that song she did with, like, Boys to Men. Like, 95, 96. Mariah Carey was on, like, the top of the world. And, like, I guess rightfully so. And, hell, she wrote All I Want for Christmas. She wrote one of the songs that has become, like, a fucking... On repeat, makes her a fucking buku amount of money every fucking year. No wonder she fucking loves this song so fucking much. So you got to give the woman her props, but by the time you get to the end of the 90s, she's like doing these weird dances on yachts and like fucking that stupid ass fucking self-indulgent movie she did. Like fucking like Mariah Carey is on another fucking level of nut job. I was working at a TV station that was an ABC affiliate uh, during New Year's of 2016 and the TV was on, but we didn't have, like, we had to actually turn on the sound, right? I, I could see the ABC TV at all times and see the feed from the network. But, like, we had to turn the sound on if we wanted to hear what was going on on the network. And I just happened to look up and I was like, hey, guys, Mariah Carey is, like, really bombing or something. Cause something something is wrong. Turn the sound up, and we did. And let me—it is a train wreck. That performance. It would have, yeah, would have been uh, New Year's Eve, twenty sixteen, going into twenty seventeen. Yes, the movie was glitter. <laughs> she went. She went off the fucking rails. 
apparently the song like you got there is if a song is that enduring, you gotta give it even if you don't like the song, you're sick of it. And like, hey, like my problem with the song is not that it's not a good song. It like objectively is right. We're all gonna agree with that. My problem is I've heard it too many goddamn times, and I want to like bang my head in anytime I fucking. I just want to fucking. With a concrete block overhearing Mariah Carey. I might, maybe, I I do, I do, I do, I really. No, no, see, there's some Mariah Carey songs I could listen to, but you gotta, you gotta cut her off at the late 90s. And that's the thing that the, like, he didn't agree with me about that. It, like, it almost cost me some ass. Oh, God, how'd this get onto a whole conversation about Mariah Carey? I cut her off before Honey. I think, I think Honey is the Jump the Shark album. Honey is the Jump the Shark album. Don't tell me like you were masturbating to it or some shit, like to the fucking like video of her. Like, that's the, I think that's the video I was talking about when I was talking about her dancing on yachts. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. RB, that's going to be the first song we do on Christmas karaoke on, on Friday Night Freak Show, just for you. He was boning Eminem? I didn't even know that. I don't keep up with who celebrities are boning. I don't know. God damn Joni Ernst. Anyway, back to back to her. A whole 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 lot more for a whole 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 lot less. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, a ho, ho, ho lot more for a ho, ho, ho lot less. She thought she was clever. I mean, she's got me talking about her. I played her on the fucking show. I'm sure that's what she wanted. Wow, what a moment on the floor of the Senate gifts up 20% and consumer prices surging to the highest level in over 30 years, you were paying a whole, whole, whole lot more for a whole, whole, whole lot less. Look at her. She's proud of herself. What you are looking for. Perhaps the most telling sign of the times, the dollar tree. She thought she she just killed it at the comedy cellar popular products due to cost constraints is raising prices to a dollar 25 how 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 much did their their ceo raise his salary and how many how many billions did they make in profit Joni? president biden's contribution to this year's season of giving could best be summed up by an elf on an empty shelf After all, the Biden administration has ignored, dismissed, and even contributed 
to the conditions causing these economic hardships. Speaking at the White House just last week, the president actually claimed his efforts have resulted Merry in... Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. ...across the country being well-stocked, end quote. That may be true at his White House gift shop, but not in the stores in Iowa and across the country. The supply chain problem is such a mess, not even Rudolph with his nose so bright can guide all of the barges stuck at sea into port by Christmas night. The Democrats' out-of-control spending spree and misguided economic policies... Did Amazon fuck up on you, RB? ...work for most of the year have decreased both the available... We're going we're gonna to shit on Amazon later on in the show. On Amazon's platform. I always love doing that. For folks in Iowa and the rest of the nation who are working longer hours due to labor shortages or just to keep up with the skyrocketing prices... This has created a real-life nightmare before Christmas. As a result, a record number of Americans say they won't be buying gifts this year. But rather than addressing these concerns... Good! I think it's become too... Hey, ma'am, ma'am, I think this fucking good Christian holiday has been far too commercialized. And we, we don't recognize what it's really about, and it's spending time with family and cooking a juicy, delicious duck. It's not necessarily family. I, Sparkles is my family. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure my actual family feels great about me saying that. <laughs> Sparkles is my family. Back Better Act which itself is a Christmas tree bill adorned with something for every left-wing special interest group and topped off with a massive $300 billion tax break for coastal elites. Do you not think she was punny, though? Was she not humorous? Who literally have everything. D.C. Democrats are wrapping up a generous tax cut worth nearly seventeen. dollars thousand dollars to no one's surprise those benefiting the most from this tax giveaway live in or around the san francisco congressional district represented by speaker nancy pelosi and yeah fuck nancy pelosi now apparently apparently there was a twitter account that was tweeting out her stock her and her family's stock purchases and that there had been like a whole string of people on TikTok that started started following that bot that was tweeting out her stock purchases and was just following what she was doing and they were making bukus on the market and that bot got taken down from Twitter. Fuck Nancy Pelosi. I want her out of Congress just as bad as one other. I want Democrats in power, but like I don't want Chucky Schumer. I don't want Nancy Pelosi. I don't like them. I don't. Want, I didn't want Joe Biden. I fought very hard to make sure that Joe Biden wasn't going to be the presidential nominee. Unfortunately, he was. And unfortunately, the Republicans are fucking fascist. And it's going to be amazing when they 
read about these fascists in history books and like they have a picture of Joni Ernst with Mariah Carey in an elf on a shelf. Majority leader. It's a, li- it's a lot like a plot twist to Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol. But instead of learning to embrace the giving spirit of Christmas, Scrooge receives a tax handout paid for out of the pockets of essential workers struggling to provide for their own families. What a bunch of humbug. Santa Claus, I don't know if you are listening, but if you are, when you're making your list and checking it twice, remember that President... What she's talking about is the salt deduction. ...taxpayers that his Build Back Better plan costs zero dollars. It is revenue neutral, apparently, according to the CBO. And adds, you guessed it, zero dollars to the national debt. To no one's surprise, that promise ended up being a fa-la-la-la lot of malarkey. The truth is the Biden bill costs $1.7 trillion, adds $367 billion to our debt, and gives a huge tax cut to millionaires. While the president certainly deserves a stocking full of coal for breaking his promise. I ran RB off. I'm sorry. She's almost done, I swear. in short supply at the moment, and the price. You got to stick around for the Christmas tree. We're almost there. Level in more than 12 years. Other energy prices, whether to warm your home or fill up the gas tank of your car, are also up sharply. I can't cut away from it because she may drop another Christmas Carol song into her speech. This is this has been far too entertaining to me. I'm probably going to clip it and put it on YouTube. But I ran RB off with it. <laughs> the president has done his part to limit fuel supplies by signing executive orders to further restrict access to oil and gas. After What message? What did I miss? Folks should not have to now choose between heating their house, buying food for their families, or putting gifts under the tree. So rather than passing another one of President Biden's budget-busting bills, the best gift... I'm sure he meant it ironically. ...taxpayers is to keep this from being a blue Christmas and simply stop making matters worse. Folks who have worked hard all year desperately deserve the pressures caused by Bidenomics so they can enjoy some time with their families. And unlike last Christmas, we can once again rediscover the true meaning of this holiday season by spending time with those we love the most, just like Mariah sings about, make my wish come true, all I want for Christmas is you. Madam President, I yield the floor. She was proud of herself. She was so proud of herself. She was so proud of herself. Apparently there is some truth to what she was saying. According to the Wharton Business School, Isn't that where Donald Trump went? 
They are estimating that the Build Back Better Act would increase spending by $2.1 trillion over the 10-year budget window, while increasing revenue by $1.8 trillion. So not exactly offsetting its costs over the 10-year period. I'm sorry it took us a while to get to that. I think we stopped and I told a story in the middle of Mariah Carey. My apologies. Now we were breaking down the numbers. They miss covering... Uh, the actual spending by like three hundred billion. It's also projecting that the bill would decrease GDP by point two percent in twenty fifty relative to the current law baseline, even after accounting for positive growth effects of various spending programs. In an alternative, illustrative scenario in which all temporary provisions are made permanent, spending would instead total $4.6 trillion over the 10-year budget window. In this scenario, by 2050, the federal debt increased by 24.4%, and GDP would fall by 2.9% relative to current law. That's what I figured you were doing. So I just want to point out, like, a business school is saying that it's not quite covering all of its costs. And this is the, not the original budget that Bernie Sanders hammered out that was supposed to be $3.5 trillion. This is the more corporate giveaway-oriented bill that Manchin and Cinema have been chipping away at. It's probably coming in at around $1.7 trillion, I think, is the price tag. Oh. I'm mentioning the price tag. Let's actually look at what is in the bill. I don't want to say it costs $1.7 trillion. Because the, the Wharton School actually does go over what's in the bill. From preschool and child care to paid family and medical leave... Medicaid, home and community-based care, child tax credits. It extends the expanded child tax credit that's set to expire de- uh, December 15th. Parents, anybody with fucking uh, f- uh, uh, loin fruits that are watching this, December 15th is going to be your last expanded child tax credit payment unless this bill passes and it extends the child tax credit and makes it permanent. Oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't make it permanent. It goes through 2022 in that case. Oh, it makes the full it makes the credit fully refundable permanently thereafter. So maybe not direct payments. You would get direct payments through 2022 and then it'd be fully refundable permanently after. Extends the expanded earned income tax credit has clean energy tax credits. It has climate resiliency investments that funds investments in forest management, coastal restoration, and similar efforts aimed at ensuring uh, uh, against extreme weather. has clean energy procurement incentives. 
has Affordable Care Act subsidies tacked onto it. By the way, fucking, I have had insurance off of the marketplace in the past. I'm not going to be able to afford it this time. Holy shit. So more subsidies for the ACA are, are desperately needed. It has Medicare hearing benefits. Expands Medicare to cover hearing. Bernie Sanders originally negotiated it to where it would be dental, vision, and hearing. They had cut child poverty in half. That is ticked back up. Those numbers we are going to see for the second half of the year aren't looking so great. Housing affordability credits are uh, inside of the bill. Higher education and workforce development, medical and healthcare work development, uh, equity and other investments, and modifications to the state and local SALT deduction. That is what Senator Ernst was talking about when she was talking about giving money to the San Francisco district. What it is was allowing people in wealthier districts to write off their taxes from state and local taxes is what salt means. I don't know that I'm so much against that. Apparently the bill also has some modest immigration reform. It increases immigrant protections and work permits and it modifies eligibility requirements to uh, for adjustment of legal status and expands the immigration processing capacity in order to prevent backlogs. So that is the, that like I'd been hesitant to actually run down what was in the bill up until we've gotten to this point where it actually is a bill where there are things that we can talk about, about it. Well, let's move on to, Oh, I already got pulled up over here. This is the lighting of the new Fox Christmas tree after their other one burnt down. We covered this last night. This week, uh, they tried to extinguish the darkness at a place called Pearl Harbor. We didn't fold then, and we won't fold now. Pearl Harbor sucked. This far by I miss you. In our tradition, we say, this little light of mine... I'm going to let it shine. The red, the white, the blue, and the light of America. We're going to let it shine. All-American Christmas Fox Square. Jesus, they're acting like this is the the Fox News 9-11. Holy fuck. Now, CNN... Took them to task, showing the difference between how they reacted to the Capitol riots and their stupid-ass Christmas tree. It was an act of arson at a time where crime in America is escalating, and police say that a man who has since been released set the massive artificial tree ablaze and then watched it burn. We covered this story as a crime, and Fox covered it too, extensively as the centerpiece of their news day. More like a terrorist attack. Our very own beautiful 50-foot Fox News Christmas tree was destroyed. Who sets a Christmas tree on fire? 
Who sets a Christmas well, tree? Well, I mean, it's fire? just part of the rampage. No city is safe. No person is safe from the... It's a tree that unites us, that brings us together. It's that, could be, that could be a new Christmas jingle. Who sets the Christmas tree on uh, it's fire? It's about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It is about... Everything that we stand for as a country, freedom and I'm not good at writing songs. Worship the way that you want to worship, it makes me so mad. No one can burn down the spirit of Christmas or destroy our resilience. A new tree is on the way. They look at the lights. <laughs> Today, there are no lights because somebody burned down our Christmas tree. I hope we put it back. If I turn the lights out. I hope we build bigger. it back bigger right. and better. Why is burning Christmas trees not a hate crime, according to the DOJ? So for someone to burn that down is just so disheartening and so sad. It's going to mean something a little different because we lost our tree. Burning a Christmas tree is a hate crime, apparently. We will be back in no time. It is going to be beautiful and massive, and it is going to mean even more than it did before. Because if that's if your tree is real in a crowded area, this thing can, you could blow, you could burn down city blocks. But it's emblematic of a cities a cities across America that are out of control. From why not? Why? Why not? Why is it not a hate crime? We don't feel safe when we they clearly hated that tree. They set it on fire. It's close to home for us here at Fox. After a brazen arson attack happened right outside our New York City headquarters and giving us a front row seat to the rampant crime ravaging Democrat run cities. So come see us. Come celebrate. Uh, you firebug little bastard. You're not going to keep us down. So I, I wish I wish I came up with the idea to do it. Honestly, Fox, but to all of you at home, I would have wore a GoPro while I did it. Our whole lobby was full of smoke. Evidently, that'd be the best thing I could do to raise my profile on Twitch. Endangering hundreds of people in and around our Fox News headquarters. Now, no one was injured in this incident, but they could have been. This is a serious incident. Obviously, it's incredibly scary to feel that your workplace is under attack, unless... Oh, Professor QAnon. Your workplace is the... Maybe Chris Jenner told Sparkles to burn down the Christmas tree. She has been MIA. 99% of them, uh, 100%, 99% of them were peaceful. You don't see people hiding bombs or using bayonets. You see people walking around. And they did hide bombs. Terrible. They did hide bombs, Tucker. They did hide bombs. The president of the United States and defend our republic and stand up and say, I just want a fair shake. The insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. It wasn't insurrection. It was a political protest that got completely out of control. For best performance in an action role, the winner is Michael Fanon. At Fox, when the target is a Christmas tree at their workplace, it is a sacrilege. But when the target is the seat of American democracy, it's not. The whole of Congress... That's an insurrection, bro. ...election that was fair and secure. When the perpetrators are Trump supporters in the thousands, four of whom died that day. When the victims are police officers, 140 of whom were injured. And when five police officers have died in the wake of the attack, including four by suicide. When Fox's own colleagues had to take cover inside the Capitol complex on January 6th, Fox downplays the attack, and in many cases, flat out doesn't cover it, ignores that it ever happened. Just imagine if Fox hosts could muster for an armed attack on the Capitol the same outrage that they did for their Christmas tree. Perhaps some of the almost half of Republicans... Who or the fake Antifas. ...legitimate protest might actually see it for what it really was. 
You know, it's a good point. I mean, there were many, many Fox News employees at the Capitol that day. There are. Look, and we had employees there. Mm. And I used to work there. And I was thinking about what it would be like to be in that building. And that's what it was for every staffer who was in there. So many. It was members of Congress, but it was a lot of journalists as well. And I understand that there's... You naughty, naughty boy. It would feel personal to me if something like that happened at my workplace, for sure. But what happened to the Capitol should be personal for all of us. Mm And they are com- that is kind of that. That is kind of the dynamic they got going on in this this fucking shot here. Like this little limpy man over here to the left. I don't. I don't know who this anchor is, but she she definitely looks like she could take control of the situation. <laughs> Completely abdicating. I think their responsibility. She seems cool. Talking about it that way. But now, the anti-cancel culture crowd, the people that say, you know, oh, the left gets offended by everything, they got really offended. What did I do? What did I do? They got really offended. Like Greg Gutfeld here on Wednesday night, he hit back at the late show, you know, Stephen Colbert, the comedian... For mocking Fox News after a suspect allegedly set fire to a Christmas tree outside the New York City headquarters, because remember, this was like Pearl Harbor for Fox News. Flaming Christmas tree just got its own show on Fox News, is what Colbert tweeted. And and, and, in Gutfeld's defense, the response is actually pretty witty. He says, and it's already beating you in the ratings. A nod to how Gutfeld has indeed... Beat Gutfeld. Did I scold you? What did I scold you for? <laughs> I'm so confused as to what's going on. Alright, alright. I've been teasing it all night. This is what you all came for. Get ready. I'm always yelling at somebody. That's for fucking sure. Have I got a bowl ready? Fuck yeah, I got my bong packed. Because I'm not high enough for this shit. Somebody hit the rips here. This is our main event of the evening. Hillary Clinton went on the Today Show or Good Morning Today Show and read what would have been her victory speech in 2016. We're going to hear Hillary Clinton read the victory speech she was going to read under that glass ceiling. What was it, November 9th, 2016? I only remember that because Michael Moore did like the reverse thing <laughs> with the with the movie. It was like Fahrenheit 11.9 or some shit, which was a stupid movie. That was that was that was some shit lib copium. This, 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 this is some shit lib copium. 
Hillary Clinton on the Today Show. Reading what would have been her victory speech from 2016. I'm going to face one of my most public defeats head on by sharing with you the speech I had hoped to deliver if I had won the 2016 election. So this was supposed to be the victory speech (laughs) that I would have delivered on election night. This is is pathetic. I wish... Who told her this was a good idea? I've never shared this with anybody. I've never read it out loud. And you shouldn't have? But it helps to encapsulate... Yeah, maybe she should have wrote a book if I want it. What I believe in and what my hopes were for um, the kind of country that I want for my grandchildren and that I want. I am not high enough for this show. The world that I believe in is America at its best. Now, I will preface this by saying I'm, I, uh, maybe I was too hard on her in 2016. Maybe I should have voted for her. A vote wouldn't have fucking mattered in the state that I'm in. I felt like I did my part because I tried to convince Republicans to vote for her. Because, like, she's Ronald Reagan in a pantsuit. Oh, I didn't vote for Trump. What the What the fuck? You thought I would have voted for Trump? Fuck no. I was pissed off about Bernie Sanders in 2016. Come the fuck on. <laughs> Yes, the public has rejected her as a politician. <laughs> Apparently, like, coming off of the, the Clinton administration, she was really popular. She easily won the Senate. But, like, nationally, she just wasn't liked in the places she needed to be liked, and she needed to accept that. She needed to know her, her know your role, as The Rock would say. Know your, know your place on the totem pole. You were fine in your New York politics. You could have fucking you could have been named to the Supreme Court possibly by some other president if you just gotten out of the fucking way. You had too much baggage. You're exactly right. And also, like, she had a lot of faults that she brought on herself. Her capitulation to Wall Street. The fact that she was incredibly secretive about everything. She let conspiracies breed about her because she was so restrictive with information. So, like, they're like, she had a hell of a lot of faults. But, like, in a straight-up fair election without all the delegate bullshit and everything, Bernie would have won. Bernie would have won, and Bernie would have been a much better president. Bernie would have beat Trump handedly. The polls had Bernie beating Trump handedly. And none, and, and none of this shit would have happened. Like, I'm still right about 2016 in the position that I took. But, you know, looking back on it now, maybe I would have voted for Hillary Clinton. Just because I've come to the I've come to the conclusion that I have to take over the Democratic Party. And it's better to fight against a Democratic establishment and fight within a Democratic establishment than it is a Republican establishment, because Republicans are just gonna get bullshit. 
overly confident in beating Trump. The fucking God, what was the book? What was the what was the fucking book? Like she had journalists embedded with her. I think it was Shattered, the story of the 2016 election. I read that book. It was fantastic. Uh, like she totally elevated Trump and instructed her surrogates to elevate Trump because she thought she would have the easiest time beating him. How fucking stupid. Hillary Clinton is just as much to blame for Trump as, you know, all the fucking Republicans that enabled him. All right, all right, ma'am. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk. I ranted for a little bit. I'm sorry. We're not even into the speech yet. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. Our values endure, our democracy stands strong, and our motto remains, E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. We will not be defined only by... Makes you look even more stupid, doesn't it? We will not be an us versus them country. The American dream is big enough for everyone. Through a long, hard campaign, we were challenged to choose between two very different visions for America. How we grow together, how we live together, and how we face a world full of peril and promise together. Fundamentally, this election challenged us to decide what it means to be an American. That is apparently what what really ticked Trump off. And reaching for unity, decency, and what President caused the run. The the correspondence dinner where Obama mocked him, which is hilarious. Today, with your children on your shoulders, neighbors at your side, friends old and new standing as one, you renewed our democracy. And because of the honor you have given me, you changed its face forever. Uh. I've met women who were born before women had the right to vote. They've been waiting a hundred years for tonight. I've met little boys and girls who didn't understand why a woman has never been president before. Now they know, and the world knows. I don't understand it. But like, you weren't the woman I wanted to be president. Every girl can grow up to be whatever they dream, even president of the United States. This is a victory for all Americans, men and women, boys and girls. I want Katie Porter to be the first woman president. I mean, we have a whole crop of them that are fantastic. Representative Rashida Tlaib, Ariana Presley, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Omar. Like, we have some fantastic women. Uh, Cori Bush is incredibly impressive. Like as I as I said, I think I think though I think those ladies scare middle America. They scare the baby boomers. Katie Porter, not so much. She looks like she's a fucking librarian from fucking uh, Arkansas. So she's not scary to 
middle America and the fucking slither that we have to win over in order to like actually win in the gerrymandered fucking election. I think we as progressives need to coalesce around Katie Porter. The primary Joe Biden in 2024. Because as our country has proven once again, when there are no ceilings, the sky's the limit. This summer, a writer asked me if I could go back in time and tell anyone in history about this milestone, who would it be? And the answer... Well, this is embarrassing. Is this is... My mother... Hillary, like, I wish you could feel embarrassment. Like, this, I'm embarrassed for you that you're doing this. I could understand releasing it in a book or something. Make an NFT out of it. Make some money on it. Dorothy, you may have heard me talk about her difficult This is cringe. She was abandoned by her parents when she was just eight years old. They put her on a train to California where she was mistreated by her grandparents and ended up out on her own working as a housemaid. Yet she still found a way to offer me the boundless love and support she never received herself. She taught me the words of our Methodist faith. Do all the good you can for all the people you can in all the ways you can as long as ever you can. I thought this is going to be funny, but it's just sad. Every day. I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes I think about her on that train. I wish I could walk down the aisle. And not sad in the I way she's sad right down now. the aisle and find the little wooden seats where she sat, holding tight to her even younger sister, alone, terrified. She doesn't yet know how much she will suffer. She doesn't yet know she will find the strength to escape that suffering. That is still a long way off. The whole future is still unknown. Yeah, yeah. And she stares out at the vast country moving past her. I dream of going up. I do feel sympathy for her. And sitting down next to her. Taking her in my arms. And saying, look at me. Listen to me. You will survive. You will have a good family of your own and three children. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. I am as sure of this as anything I have ever known. America is the greatest country in the world. And from tonight going forward, together, we will make America even greater than it has ever been for each and every one of us. Thank you. God bless you. And may God bless America. If you dig deep enough through all the mud of politics, eventually you hit something hard and true a foundation of fundamental values that unite us as Americans. You prove that. 
Warlord, you just missed Hillary Clinton reading what would have been her victory speech in 2016. She went on the Today Show to read, and like, I thought it was going to be funny, and we were going to laugh at it, and we were going to have it like, it was just sad. It's a sad old lady that doesn't realize how fucking pathetic she looks. They're like, she she's out of touch with reality. It wasn't funny to me. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that, the Game Awards is probably a lot more fun than what we got going on over here. And I thought, I thought it was going to be a good show. I'm like, Hillary Clinton reading her victory speech is going to be great. We're going to have all kinds of fun. No, it was sad. It was sad. Not for the reason she was sad. Yeah, I ran everybody off with this bullshit. You said Game Awards and everybody's like, yeah, that's right. Game Awards. I don't blame you. Hopefully there's going to be some cool announcements I can partake on as soon as I'm I'm off from the stream. Which won't be long from now, but first we got to celebrate that Starbucks workers win an election to unionize. It's a major moment in U.S. labor history. Workers at a Starbucks in Buffalo, New York are officially union. The National Labor Relations Board uh, counted the ballots today, declaring that the majority of the workers voted yes to join a union. The campaign to unionize the stores has been a bitter one as the company used a variety of union-busting tactics in a futile effort to persuade the workers to stay non-union. Ooh. These tactics include bringing in more management into stores to work alongside workers, a presence that workers call imposing is mandatory union-busting meetings for employees and letters to employees asking them to vote no, and in-person talks by the former Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz. We actually watched video of one of those talks, which included a bizarre reference to the Holocaust. Yeah, that's the one we watched! So, yay, Starbucks workers in Buffalo. Hopefully, it has a domino effect. One of the reasons why Amazon is scared of U.S. workers unionizing. Reading from Alternate here. uh, The National Labor Relations Board has just ruled that a historic union vote held earlier this year among Amazon warehouse workers in Bessemer, Alabama, but the retail, wholesale, and department store union was not valid. We covered that story just a couple weeks ago. The highly publicized vote, which took place over several weeks in February and March of 2021, resulted in a resounding defeat of the union, with more than 70% of those voting choosing against union membership. Stuart Applebaum, president of the RWDSU accused Amazon of engaging in efforts to gaslight its own employees and filed a petition uh, in April to nullify the vote. After investigating the union's assertion, the NLRB decided that Amazon interfered so blatantly in its workers' ability to vote that a second election is now in order. 
The ruling detailed how, in spite of the NLRB denying Amazon's request to install a mail collection box right outside the warehouse entrance, the company did so anyway, giving workers the impression that it was involved in the vote counting. Additionally, the company distributed vote no paraphernalia to workers in the presence of managers, forcing them to declare their support of or opposition to the union. And Amazon held what the NLRB called captive audience meetings with small groups of workers six days a week, 18 hours a day, in order to blast the approximately 6,000 employees who were eligible to vote with anti-union messaging over the course of the voting period. The regional director of the NLRB denounced Amazon's flagrant disregard for ensuring a free and fair election and said the company essentially hijacked the process. The aggressive and repeated pushback by one of the world's largest employers against a euthanizing effort at a single warehouse in the United States is an indication of Amazon's absolute determination to deny workers a say in their labor conditions. Kelly Nantel, a company spokesperson, said that workers don't need a union because they benefit from a direct relationship with their employer, a laughable notion considering the unbalanced power dynamic between the behemoth retailer and any one of its nearly one million U.S. employees. And aren't they the motherfuckers that are wanting to build company towns? We're, we're going back to company towns now? So invested in the company and maintaining a union-free workplace that the NLRB, in a separate decision, determined that Amazon illegally fired two employees last year who were agitating against its unfair labor practices. There's an obvious reason why Amazon has opted to respond so aggressively to unionization efforts in the United States. European workers are unionized and are actively demanding better wages and working conditions. For example, in Germany, unionized Amazon workers walked off their jobs for higher pay in November during the peak holiday shopping season. Last year, Italian workers went on strike for 11 days to win an extra five-minute break to ensure good hygiene in light of the pandemic. And in the spring of 2020, French, who are notorious for protesting, French unions demanded that Amazon suspend all activity at its warehouse in its interest of worker safety during the early months of the pandemic. A French court ruled favorably, saying that the company had to suspend deliveries of all non-essential items. Further union leaders and unionized workers from various European nations began collaborating with one another last year in what business, in what business insider called an effort to swap notes on how to pressure the retail giant to improve their working conditions. in Italy it's not worker conditions that Amazon is getting uh, penalized for. Italy finds Amazon 1.3 billion saying it hurts other sellers. Italy stronger on antitrust than in the United States. Italy's antitrust authority on Thursday fined Amazon 1.3 billion euros, about 1.3 billion, oh, 1.13, 1.13 billion euros, that's about 1.3 billion U.S. dollars, 
accusing the company of exploiting its dominant position against independent sellers on its website in violation of European Union competition rules. Fine is one of the largest levied uh, in Europe against the online retail giant, which expanded its particular... Uh, would expanded in particular in Italy during the coronavirus lockdown that prevented residents from going to stores to buy items considered non-essential. Europe has sought to rein in big tech companies, most famously by slapping Google with multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar, I'm fucking up bad. Maybe I did get too high. We're almost at the end and we're going to get a kitten at the end. We're almost there. We're gonna make. We're gonna make. We're gonna make it through. Maybe I need to get a little more high. Maybe I'm not high enough for this shit. Who can compete with the Game Awards anyway? I'm done with this story. Fuck it. Italy find Amazon. That's what that's that's what you need to know. Yeah. As if you needed to know that. Holy shit, apparently. There's been some kind of an accident in Mexico. At least 49 people dead at 58 injured after a truck crash. Holy fuck. Cargo truck jammed with people who appeared to be Central American migrants. Oh, God. This is horrible. Rolled over and crashed into a pedestrian bridge over a highway in southern Mexico on Thursday, killing at least 49 people and injuring nearly five dozen others, authorities reported. But 21 of the injured had serious wounds and were taken to local hospitals. Local hospitals. That's not cool. Labor productivity rate falls at the fastest pace since 1960. What's the CNBC piece on the labor productivity rate? Live at CMEHQ with breaking news, our third quarter final read on non-farm productivity and unit labor costs Minus 5.2 on productivity, not a good number. Uh, this adds to the previous number at 5.0, so the final read now becomes 5.2, the worst in about a dozen years. And if you look at unit labor costs, here's the reason why productivity plummeted, because it jumped up to 9.6 from 8.3, 9.6. Oh, he's talking about labor costs. Unit labor costs going all the way back to, well, it was... 13.3, 13 point people getting money. He's upset about the people, the working people getting money. Was a 20 year worse. And far as trade balance for the month of October, 
minus 67.1, minus 67.1. So that is good news. And in the rearview mirror, our last look was revised from minus 80 point. He's literally saying working people getting more money is bad news. Record keeping going back to 1992. We see interest rates are up a basis point at 1.45% in 10 years unchanged at 177 and 30 year bonds but that is a big jump from yesterday the curve actually starting I have no clue what any of this shit means at the longer end interest rates the short end was the star of the program for about the last month and a half pushing pulling forward rate hikes and it certainly seems as though the taper is going to be quicker maybe we'll be done in March and start raising rates. But no matter how you slice it, the long date of maturity... That chart doesn't even make any sense to me. ...at the end of the week that'll really give long dated Treasury... Oh, January, February, March, April, May. I'm looking like JFM. What does that mean? Back to you. Thank you, Rick. I uh, want to uh, jump right over, though, to Steve Leisman. It didn't compute at first. As well, get his reaction to it all. Steve? Yeah, Andrew, if you don't... Yes, Steve, what's going on? ...where Rick left off here, which is very interesting that the market this morning, uh, at least the short end of the market, seems to really be incorporating the news that we reported yesterday and has increasingly been out there that the, uh, of an accelerated taper and a faster Fed. Take a look at Fed funds probabilities, which now are near 60% for May, uh, and then they ratchet on up as the uh, summer and the fall... Uh, come around. And then there's that second hike, which is now uh, in November. And, and I need to do some more research on this, but it looks like a third hike is starting to creep in to the uh, to the equation there for December. Uh, it's around 50%, but I'm not happy with the numbers right now. But certainly, these are good numbers here. We're See, these motherfuckers want the Fed to keep money prices low, like the, the, the interest rate. The price it costs to borrow money. Again, the two-year note has to price in. Uh, they want to keep the economy hot. They want to drain as much as they can. Ever does, which is Feed the bubbles. And what you see there is all of this is about a flattening of compression where the two-year is moving uh, now back to where it was before March, uh, before the pandemic, really, March of 2020. So this- like these talking heads are just like, up, 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 market go up. It's that the stock market doesn't see- Money printer go burr. It's going to go faster. Yeah, the Fed's going to have a faster taper, maybe quicker rate hikes, maybe more next year. It is pretty remarkable the way that the stock market, so focused on Omicron and those outlooks for the economy, has really incorporated this news and really a yawn. I don't know, Andrew. Maybe someday it wakes up and says, oh my God, the, Fed, the Fed's going to taper faster. The Fed's going to hike faster. And still, labor costs are, are modest. And it seems to be taking uh, pretty well. This uh, Free speech. Woo. If, we were talking about this earlier. If Omicron is, in fact, milder, and we don't know that yet, to some degree, you could say that might make the possibility of supply chain problems in the future less severe i'll let i'll let the rest of chat pay to apparently a lot of people are watching the the video game awards i'll let the rest of chat decide who gets banned and shit i have nothing to do with it i was with you up until the very last part of your sentence there andrew i think all of that is true in other words a a, a less uh um, I said the motherfucker said something to me on my on my birthday bash. Is, is good news about one of my friends. Good news for inflation. Made a very rude I comment about one of my friends. I banned be him. A little bit like the post office. It felt good. 
faster taper. I think the message that Powell gets from the market here is that as long as you're not like being overtly a Nazi or anything, like you're probably not going to get banned. More tightening, and I think they're going to be more comfortable with a little bit more tightening. Free speech, woo! You know, neither rain nor sleet nor whatever all those terrible elements are that the guys, uh, the our, our our delivery guys uh, come through. I think the Fed still. Yeah, if the chat doesn't lie, you like I let people say whatever the fuck they want. You're talking about. I think comes. Next but there are people in the chat that have moderation ability. How steep is that curve? So like, if you're harassing people, if you're you're being a shithead, they're gonna kick you. Long run rate. Well, I like to think they're pretty they're pretty fucking chill about what they do. What this critical question of the terminal rate is, but right now you look at the two sorry the ten year or the five year, you do not. Hey hey, you want a free speech? You want a free speech? You want a free speech? Hop in the Discord or give me a phone call. Give me a ringy ding ding. 917-830-4359. I'll give you all the speech you want. Fucking come. Tell me. Talk to me about some shit. What you been banned for? I want to know. I'm interested. Well, I was getting ready to wrap up and dump the chat somewhere else anyway. I usually end with a with a with a kitty video. Or an animal video in general. It was a it was an eagle last night. Oh, I do want to know. I absolutely want to know. You like I'm fucking hungry. I want to cook dinner. I want to fucking drop everybody in somebody else's chat, but like um if you want to, if you want to talk and tell me what got you banned, I absolutely will stick around for that. I'm, I might be too high for this shit. I might not be high enough for this shit, but I totally want to know. I'm interested now. I mean, I've been banned from several places. The reason, I mean, fucking listen to me. The reason I'm the reason I'm not on terrestrial radio right now is because like I don't play well with others. I say things that piss people off. I'm on fucking Twitch. Used to be on YouTube. I'll be back on YouTube after the first of the year. We got communists around here. I myself am not communist. I'm not a capitalist. I don't give a fuck. My 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 dick gets hard for democracy. Well, yeah, you would be banned if you're a fascist. We t- I I tend not care much for bootlickers, but like people also don't know how to deal with me. Like a lot of fascists don't realize they're fascists, and I'll point out how fascist you are. Well, are you admitting to being a fascist by saying that they banned you for being a fascist? Because you're, you're saying, would you would would you ban me if I am a fascist? I think you're admitting to me that you're a fascist. What does traditionalist mean? I'm I'm interested. A lot of traditions are silly, but also, like, the world didn't be the way a lot of people think it'd be back in the day. 
lot of a lot of traditions are fascistic. No, I mean you got you got to throw out something for me. I'd, I'd like to talk to you personally. It's a lot easier to talk. It's a lot easier to have a discussion with somebody. You're on the phone, or you're in the Discord, or something. Otherwise, there might be a kitten video creep up over here. Justin freaking go make dinner, but you got you got to promise to come back. Come check out the trial, eight p.m. Eastern. Socially right? That's weird. What I don't know what socially right means. Sounds like you want to be in people's business. I don't like that. I want people to be left alone. I want free speech. I want I want people out of my bedroom. I am I am on the political compass. I am I am very much left libertarian is what it identifies me as. All the way down in the bottom corner. I don't call myself a libertarian because libertarians are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds a lot like fascism. <laughs> I I get I get worried. Like, give me what? Here's my here's my question. Here's my question that I ask people when they come on my show. What is the issue you're most passionate about? What is the issue that motivates you? Like I like I can I can throw mine out like it's it's criminal justice reform. It's uh I'm fucking I have a speech that I do here. I, I'm like I really am. Like I'm, I'm off my game tonight. That's why I was moving towards getting towards the kitten. We have a nice little cute kitten. Degeneracy. What the fuck do you mean by degeneracy? You're you. First of all, like you're probably in a a very degenerate person's chat. I do. I do a lot of. I do a lot of uh, things. I do a lot of things. I'm openly pansexual. Oh, I'm glad you like me. Get a little worried when somebody who seems a little fashy says they like me, though. It's kind of weird. I try to be the kind of person that repels people that are, are, are fashy. No, no, no. Like, I, I eat a little pussy, uh, suck a little dick. Suck a little girl pussy. No, I got that backwards. Suck, suck, a, suck, suck a little girl dick. Not a little girl dick. 
It's like, I've fucked this all up. Get down tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm the kind of person that invites everybody over to, you know, the, the come on over to the orgy. The Incubus song, you know, it's, it's so much better when everybody's in. Very much stand for trans rights. I've, I've had a lot of, of trans friends and relationships throughout my life, and I, I very much feel that they're a maligned, misunderstood group in society. I am too high for this shit. It does seem like it, doesn't it? Well, it's a, remember, guys, this is my Friday, you know? I do, I'd like, this is the shit, like, I actually prefer, 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 I prepare for this shit, put a show together and everything. Like, this is, this is my last night of the, the Troll Patrol. We got the Friday Night Freak Show tomorrow. The anti, anti-imperialist, anti-intervention, I can totally get into that. Healthcare, very, healthcare is an important issue for me. Top of the list, healthcare and education. Want to provide everybody with healthcare and education. I think everybody should get fucking food stamps, a UBI. Also, what's, what's your controversial opinion? What 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 on on a social issue am I going to disagree with you on? What topic tickles your taint? That motivates you? That makes you say that you are socially to the right? I think you've left to their own devices, humans will naturally be productive. So you said you're a traditionalist and then you say nuclear family. Now what what people on the right say about nuclear family, like the idea of like a, a mother, father, and the, the children, the nuclear family, that's not tradition. It's not the way it was. Like that's a, that's a recent invention in the last hundred years. Families used to be very much communal with aunts and uncles. It takes a village. There are, are phrases about it. Aunts and uncles were in on the rearing of children and like everybody was in on it together. Their families lived in very close proximity. That's tradition. And no, 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 no. A, a communal living style is most ideal because then when you, you have a parent that, you know, cannot fulfill responsibility for some reason, there are other people who can step in. Yeah, it's proto-mythological. Like, it didn't actually happen. It's a weird thing to, to, to talk about. Tra- so, in that way, I'm a traditionalist. I'm pro-communally. If here's the thing is like nuclear family, communal living. That's not my fucking business. I live by my goddamn self. There's nobody else here with me. 
Now, I've asked a couple people to buy a house with me, but it's people that I, I, I consider I could live with, like Sparkles. But, like, I live by myself because I choose to. If it, like, I'm not the one deciding how other people's families are run because it's not my fucking business. Families are allowed to be whatever kind of family. And we should recognize whatever kind of families they can. Families can be... Uh, fucking like, like fucking Sparkles and I celebrated Thanksgiving together and it was fantastic. That's my family and it's different than other people's family. So my family's here on in the chat as well. I want to know why why it would be prudent to want to be in other people's business. There's there's no way you could have a whole nation of that ideology. You'd have to have a very small nation. You go go get you an island somewhere. Live however the fuck you want to. But in, a, in a, a large country, you're going to have to live with the diverse population. And the only way we're all going to get along is through a pluralistic, secular, democratic society. Actually, like, I don't think people are naturally corrupt. I think some people are naturally corrupt, and I think some people are naturally good. I don't think you can ascribe... I don't think you can ascribe a characteristic to an entire group of people. Because what you're, what you're really asking about is, like, the 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 state of nature argument. Like, are human beings inherently, like, lazy and wouldn't work in a productive society outside of society? Because we can't imagine what... We can't imagine what human beings are in the state of nature. Because we have no record. We have no no idea of how people behave outside of a society because we, we've always been in a society. I just I hate broad I hate broad characterizations. I, I think it does nobody any good and it leads to some fucking dangerous ways of thinking. Just saying human beings are, are naturally corrupt is just it's it not only is it wrong But it like it, it does you no good. Using that as supporting evidence for your argument just like it makes you look silly. I th- I think um I think corruption would exist. I think I think capitalism definitely fuels corruption, rewards corruption. And that's why, like, it has to—it has to be reined in.
I love talking to people. That's why I told you to call in. Also, this is this is going to be a podcast, so it's kind of weird for the people listening to the audio that they're just going to get one side of the conversation. If you are listening to the podcast, you can go ahead and duck out. All you're doing, like, you're not going to get to enjoy the kitty video anyway. That's all we got left. I'm just yakking with somebody in chat. All three of you that listen to the podcast, I greatly appreciate you guys. That's fucking awesome. I'm, and and here's the thing, is like, I've said it on the show, I can see myself moving further right, but not in the condition, not ever in the conditions that I live in in this country. Because the prescription for what is wrong with this country right now is leftist policy. So the older I've gotten, the more I've, I've moved to the left just because it's what, you know, back in 1998, we could have had a more modest approach to, to fixing society. But here in 2021, God damn, we've got some very pressing issues on the precipice of 2022. I'm all the way left corner. I just like, I like the political compass just to illustrate points of where certain politicians lie that we don't really have a leftist voice in society in this country. And I think it's very much needed. What makes you the other what makes you the other side? I don't I don't understand. And are you saying like you're you're libertarian? I thought you No, you're meaning you're like the other side of the you're you're the, the diametrically opposed. You're up in the top corner. You said you were authoritarian on social issues. Um, anything that's corporate, anything driven by advertising by, by definition is not left. Yeah. Don't tell me about the media. It is like, I, I can give you a media critique because that's what I've done my entire life. My degree is in radio, television, film production. I started in radio when I was 16 years old. I've written for four different newspapers. I've been on 14 different radio stations. I mean, listen to me. Listen to me. My ass has been on CNN. Like, clearly, clearly I'm a pro. Dude, I made all of these graphics. This is all me. I've worked for one TV station. Four newspapers, 14 radio stations. Pretty much all I've done in photography. That's I've done a little retail photography. Pretty much all I've ever done in my life. I can tell you the problem with the media. And fucking... The media is 100% right wing. Every boss I ever had was Republican. Every single fucking one of them was Republican. 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 The right is indeed the U.S. establishment. 
Of course, the, the right by definition, the right wing is conservative. It wants to conserve the status quo. It wants to fight progress. That's literally in the name of the party. They are the establishment. They are the ghouls that are all over media. Just in case anybody was unaware, right-wingers are morons. The fuck does that mean? Progress can be for progress sake, which means it can be bad. The words you just said are nonsensical. That doesn't have any fucking meaning. It was stupid. Don't be stupid. Feel embarrassed. I'm high as fuck and I wouldn't say something that stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was mean to you. What does that mean? Progress for progress sake. I need a precise definition on what you're fucking meaning. Progress for progress sake. What the fuck? What does that mean? Call me smooth brain. Progress for progress sake. They never stop asking for this shit. Oh, the Goldblum theory. I gotta know how that applies to something practical. I can't just argue with some shit you pulled out of your ass that you think fucking sounds good. You gotta give me some actual fucking example, not Jurassic goddamn park. I, I, I need uh, evidence. Because let me, let me tell you, every position that I take, like nationalizing the uh, energy industry in this country, I have a reason for. I want to abolish the House of Representatives and replace it with a program that all of us log into with our social security numbers and we vote and we have direct democracy. We can still have the Senate that the bills have to go for or we have to go through. But you're not providing things to think about. Like that that like it didn't make any sense. Progress for progress's sake. What does what does that mean? I don't understand. Maybe I'm not high enough. I want to get on your level. I want to get on your level.
I like you. Stick around. Stick around. You're the you're exactly the kind of person I want to attract to my stream. We'll we'll pull you on over to the left. I like getting people who got like a chip on their shoulder that doesn't really know what they're talking about. Please come back to the stream sometime. I would love to have you. This is a kitten playing with its its mama. Looks to be quite young. Have you have you been banned from <laughs> I don't I don't know where to send you guys because he's probably been he probably been banned from everybody's fucking chat. <laughs> oh shit. You know what? Let's go to let's go to uh let's go to Sonsol. I feel like we haven't raided uh Sonsol in a while. I don't know what they got going on over there. It's some crazy shit, some kind of panel panel bullshit going on, so enjoy that. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun, but we're at the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. I'll have my co-host, Sparkles Levendar, with me, and hilarity will ensue.